Hello and welcome to StarCast for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, host of Planet Waves FM and the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope. It's good to be with you. I'm here for two reasons. One is because I saw a very interesting chart uh, for later on today, that being uh, the moon in Pisces conjunct Jupiter in Pisces. And there's other interesting stuff going on in there. I thought I'd tell you about it. And second, I have reached the halfway point of writing the inner space readings. This is a book length project um, with a chapter length and um, let's just say a published book quality personal touch uh, reading for each of the 12 signs and uh, and the rising signs. These will come with an audio connected to each one of them, which explains things, describes things in a different way. Oral narrative is different than written narrative, and so I get to hang a little bit looser and uh, be more impressionistic and, and don't have to worry about like proving every single point. So the, 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 the written is more structured and formal and technical, but still in my natural writing voice, and then the oral is going to sound a little bit like this. All right, so, um, and oh, apropos of that, uh, I will or did uh, send out an article called What I Am Learning, uh, Writing Your Inner Space Readings, which is kind of a, a diary that I put together last night right after I finished Virgo, uh, which is the halfway meeting point. All right, so tonight's chart, uh, December 1st, 944 uh, and 16 seconds p.m. Eastern Standard Time is my chart. That uh, That's cast in Kingston. I, I believe in casting for where the astrologer is, not like at the Capitol or something like this. Uh, it's an old it's an old tradition, and and there's a good reason for it. All right, so um, anyway, uh, that is the time at which the moon is conjunct Jupiter in very late Pisces. Uh, this highlights that Jupiter ha- has made a, um, a a about an eight week visit back into Pisces uh, on the way to jumping into Aries, where it will be through May 16 clear through Aries in in one shot. Uh, Jupiter returns to um, Aries right before the equinox, uh, sorry, the, uh, the, the solstice, winter in the north, uh, summer in the south, around, like around the 19th or something of December. Uh, so that's a very brief return of Jupiter into Pisces, which was true much earlier in the in the year, possibly somewhat in 2021. Um, Jupiter spends one year in every sign, and it does interesting things like either switch back and forth between signs for a while, then then that switches to it enters the sign, stays in the sign, and leaves. This is all calculated, you know, by un- understood mathematical formulas. <clears throat> However, uh, we're about to go into Jupiter in Taurus, that's in, in May through the following May, where Jupiter's going to spend a year in a sign. So that'll be a little bit different feeling than Jupiter morphing back and forth, changing its color and changing the fashion of the time, right? Jupiter is one of the leading indicators of, of what is fashionable. Um, I think we could use more 
Pisces as uh, as fashionable, uh, given its emphasis on things like beauty and a soulful, resonant quality, uh, rather than just like go 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 or whatever other sign may offer. That introspective reflectiveness of of Pisces, I think, I feel is one of those qualities that we we would all do well to uh, to adapt and to work with and uh, that that takes introspection and it takes some personal reflection and some healing and being okay with having feelings in your body which are now uh, easier and easier to evade elude issue and avoid uh not but but not mandatory may, may seem like it okay so that's jupiter and and the moon very very um Piscean body, the moon is. Um, it is uh, all about water and uh, and tidal flow and cycles, uh, and so it's uh, basically immediately void of course upon making this conjunction. Then it jumps into Aries. All right, so um, that's another chapter. Uh, also happening right now tonight are a couple of other aspects I think are noteworthy. One is that. Mercury and now Venus have made oppositions to Mars in the last couple of days. So that's some of the bristly, potentially hackles up or this is a little weird, where is this going type of, of, of energy. Uh, Venus opposite Mars, well, that's, uh, that, that's interesting. This has Mars retrograde in Gemini. Venus and Mars being kind of natural um, pairs. They rule Aries and Libra respectively and then uh, Scorpio and Taurus, respectively. So they, they have a lot of influence the, throughout the whole system of thinking that is the Zodiac. So Venus opposite Mars is really a, a, a face-to-face confrontation, but we have not meaning a like a fisticuffs, but a kind of like contradancing, facing in to each other. And we have Venus, however, very self-assured in Sagittarius. Uh, that works. Venus and Sag works Great. It's a it's a wonderful Venus. It's not the most earthy, shall we say, but Venus brings her earthiness with her. Uh, but Mars in compromised position, Mars retrograde, Mars not ready to advance, but Venus ready to advance. So keep those confrontations, engagements, discussions. Um, yeah, cool. By the way, regarding the word confrontation, I think this is a a better concept than we give it credit for. You know, we think of confrontation as like, you know, a Karen, isn't that a terrible word? A Karen, uh, you know, confronting the manager of Target and demanding redress for all of her grievances. But I think uh, to confront is to like to actually ask a question, to engage someone, to say something that you mean to your parents or your child or to your partner. Uh, that's, uh, that, that is a kind of confrontation. It's potentially a lot gentler, but I think that notion of coming face to face with and saying that thing and listening for that answer is a very crucial um, element of, uh, of this concept of confronting. Okay. Additionally, Venus is in a sextile 60 degree aspect to Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is direct in Aquarius. Saturn is going to head straight through to Pisces and not come out. It does that in March. So between now and I believe it is March 23 or 25, 
Um, Saturn is going to remain in its domicile. Um, Aquarius, by the way, I didn't say this, it's kind of so obvious I missed it, but Jupiter is the traditional ruler of the sign Pisces. And, that, and that's one reason why it's a bit special to have uh, Jupiter in Pisces. And to remember that Pisces contains that Jupiterian spirit, that Jovian spirit, even though it can be a little bit depressive, reflective. Um, and, um, and, uh, and, and Pisces, yeah, they, they, they have a bit of e a lot of each other in them just, just by way of commenting on our last like three weeks of Jupiter and Pisces. Okay. So, uh, Venus, by the way, another Piscean planet sextile Saturn. Well, that looks like getting some work done. You, you really can't make a bad sextile pairing 60 degrees of uh, something to Saturn. That's really the aspect that's the, that's the most useful because it, it, it combines the necessity for um, some effort, but balances it with the, the effort of the other party more return. So it's, I think a sextile is the most mutual aspect in most situations. All right, what else happened in here? Um, I, I have in my chart, I note that Uranus and Saturn are still in a square. Speaking of Saturn, um, the square, you know, as of now is um, under three degrees. That's that that's pretty close, given that Uranus has this very excited and um, boundary-breaking uh, and, and like sudden energy to it. And Saturn tends to represent boundaries um, and and also a different kind of of uh, clearing the way than Uranus does. Uranus just wants to blow it up. Saturn will be a, a plow. It will um, be uh, shovels. It will be some kind of you know constructive method of clearing the way when it does. Boundaries can simply dismiss. I, I I'm surprised I don't hear more about Saturn. Um, from this angle, that it has a marvelous way of removing obstacles. It doesn't always re remove obstacles, and it's usually more closely associated in astrology books with obstacles, but it is also wonderful under the right circumstances. You see it operating. It's the, the most vividly active planet, for example, in certain situations. It just opens the way. All right, what else have we got? Now that, where am I about? done talking uh uh tonight i have a horoscope that went out uh, or is about to go out or is going out with this um and that that's weekly horoscope and and that comes with the article what i learned have learned doing your inner space uh, reading so it's kind of my journal at the halfway point includes uh, interesting information about several different outer planets changing signs um, i am planning planet waves fm for Friday night, December 2nd. I may take the following week off in service of getting inner space done. So uh, hold that thought. Um, and there was something I wanted to say. Ah, the program is a, it, it's kind of a, uh, this will be, I'm sure be very popular. It is a PCR blockbuster. It's like, uh, it, it has uh, a, a recording of um, me and a world-class expert in the polymerase chain reaction method. It's the owner of a very, a significant PCR lab in Massachusetts, and and he and I um, uh, engage in in a uh, a question session, and then 
Uh, my other guest is going to be Kevin Corbett, uh, an expert in the uh, the the use and abuse of diagnostic testing, particularly the abuse of diagnostic testing during the peak HIV AIDS era. Uh, Kevin Corbett has been a guest on Planet Waves FM at least four times. Extremely knowledgeable person and, and one of my favorite, um, let's say, contributors to understanding the actual medical science and diagnostic technology associated with all of this. It is not incomprehensible, but you have to get the right people to ask. And um, both Kevin McKiernan and Kevin Corbett have have been guests previously on, on the program, people whom I've sought out to ask. All right. Uh, I'm going to call it so, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your subscription support. Those of you who click subscribe on Substack are actually not supporting a Substack. You are supporting a nonprofit organization. Uh, the uh, one of the I don't know of any other nonprofit journalism startups around around our time. I'm curious to hear if you if you know of any nonprofit journalism startups. But if you um, contribute um, to Chiron Return in any way, including through this Substack, uh, the funds cover the development of the chronology, which we're about to have a, um, a new edition of and then a major revision of, and as well, COVID-19 news. We still publish that every day, as well as Planet Waves FM, the radio program, and uh, maintaining my document collections. All right. This bit of ambient music is great. Jelko McMullen wrote this patch to write this song. So this is one of my musical collaborators. Listen. That's the sound of these kind of mock voices. I think it's so effective. But not in any specific language. All right. Let's turn that up. Bless. And bye for now. <laughs>